Welcome to Pushing Through. I'm Tay Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid BJ Armstrong. And BJ, the game one of the NBA Finals happened last night. We have to get into all that, give our reactions. I got to ask you one simple question: Is it over? But before we get to that, how's your Thursday? How's your October? Rabbit, rabbit. We got we got a new month. We made it to October, Mister October. We have baseball going on. We have basketball going on. And of course, we have football going on and hockey. Everything's going on. Well, whatever October comes. <laughs> it always reminds me of the start of the NBA season. Yep. It always reminds me, it takes me back to my childhood, Mr. October himself, mm. the great Reggie Jackson. That's what I feel in October. <laughs> but somehow, right now, it doesn't feel like October. No. It doesn't feel like October. Mm. I start prepping for Halloween. <laughs> I start prepping for the start of another season. Yes. It doesn't feel <laughs> something doesn't feel right. Well, oh, I know it. it's 2020. It's 2020. <laughs> it's, it's, this whole this whole year doesn't feel right. So it just doesn't feel right. You know, it doesn't. I don't know, Tay. I'm just not. I'm not feeling the vibe right now. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not all positive vibes in 2020, as we all know, and especially uh, when it comes to the sports world, we're in a weird and odd time. You mentioned Rezzy Jackson. Like yesterday, I watched the Yankees beat the Cleveland Indians, and even that felt strange. Uh, the Braves went to 13, 14 innings. They couldn't get a run in. A Rod was calling for sack bunts. That that's out of the norm. I mean, that was <laughs> that, that. That is the world that we're living in right now. It's uh, it's very strange, and uh, it's so strange. BJ that we had game one of the NBA finals and it was happening in Orlando in a bubble uh, on a neutral court and we saw the Lakers go on a 75 to 30 run at some point and they basically just take over this game and that's why I'm going to ask you a simple question uh, as we get into this is, is the series over BJ because the media is telling me that the series is over uh, my eyes are telling me it looks like the series may be over if they don't have Dragic back on the floor but and you know this you, you've lost the game one and come back to win a series in the finals is it really that big of a deal are we all overreacting because it feels like we might be well you know Tate because I'm I complain to you all the time about this narrative. You know, there are narratives out there. You know, it's like the herd mentality. Well, one says it. We all got to say it. So that way we're all in it together. And then if it doesn't happen, they say they can, we can all say, well, we all said it. So, you know, you know, I have to go back and never forget when you compete at any level, high school, mm -hmm. junior high school, your local, you know, as a kid, whatever it is. Rec League. Rec League. <laughs> when you put that uniform on, anything is possible. Mm -hmm. Anything. I've been on both sides. I've been up 20, come back, and lost that game. I've been down 20, come back, and won that game. When they got up 30 points, the Lakers... I was immediately reminded of, and I think Jeff Van Gundy brought it up on air about the Boston massacre. And I remember watching that game. This is before your time, Tate. I remember mm -hmm. watching that game. And I remember watching that game at home with my parents, in particular my dad. And Kareem looked a little old. The Celtics fans were going crazy. Boss, the, the 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 great LA run was over. Everyone had counted them out. And my dad was a Laker fan. Mm -hmm. My dad was a Laker fan. 
And the only thing that allowed us in our house was my dad said, no one can say that it's over. Mm. Now, someone's got to win three more games in, in that Laker uniform. And it's going to be interesting if LeBron has it done it already to cautious everybody who's in that Laker uniform. Someone's got to win three more games. Mm-hmm. Someone's got to win the three more games. I can guarantee you this. The Miami Heat aren't going to come up and hand them three more games. They're going to have to go out and win them. Certainly after looking at yesterday's game, I think we all saw the same thing. It was all the Lakers all the time. <laughs> I mean, it was the Lakers were fantastic. They played well. They took away everything on the defensive end. They were scoring inside. They shot the ball well from the perimeter. But I can't say that it's over because I've been in too many games where it is, it's never over. Mm-hmm. I would be violating every rule there there that's ever existed as a as a former athlete to say that it's over mm-hmm. but it's not looking good for miami right now. <laughs> it's not looking good and and i and i and i and i say this i hope that their guys are healthy enough to at least play mm-hmm. because besides them losing the game in the fashion that they lost they look like they have three maybe more or more players that may not even have an opportunity to play at full strength or play yep. at all Yep, and those guys are pretty important too. You got Goran Dragic who comes out, and Woj report says he's got a plantar tear, not plantar fasciitis, which is you know something that you played through throughout your career. Oh, uh, don't get it, me on the, don't get me on that, don't get me on that plantar stuff. Don't get me on that. You know, you figure that one out. You got to figure that one out. <laughs> so maybe we'll see Dragic. He said he's not ruling himself out. Like you said, he may figure that out. We got Bam Adebayo who's had a, a shoulder injury that we saw irritated in the Boston series, but he comes back in Game Six has. 30 points plays great um he said he's afraid of needles but they may uh introduce him to needles to, to get him shot up and back to play we'll see how that goes again this is the nba finals these are the things that happen behind the scenes to make players uh, applicable to play and then jimmy butler uh he goes down with an ankle sprain we're all very worried that was at the end of the first half and then again he turns his ankle and you and i both look at each other and we say put on high tops um, and, and we're, and we're yelling about that. So you have those three guys, so maybe they can figure it out and get out on the floor and play. So there's still hope. That's what we're saying, BJ. There, there is hope for the Miami heat. It's not all over because you have to win three games. They're not going to be gifted three games and they, they won't write this off because LeBron brought it up in 2011 against the Mavericks game one, he and Dwayne Wade play out of their minds. They basically celebrate the NBA title after game one. And then Dirk Davitsky comes back against the Heat and is unbelievable, and they they get revenge. And LeBron was there, and he remembers that moment. The Heat obviously remember that moment. Pat Riley remembers that moment. So we're far from over. Uh, so I like the optimism, and I like the never say never uh, mentality because that's what we're gonna have to look at this series. We're we're gonna keep talking about it as long yeah. as they keep playing it, and they're gonna keep playing it. Uh, they have to win, like you said, three more games. Yeah, let's let, let's hope Tate that. They make a series out of it, but it's not looking good. I mean, it's not looking good. I mean, the, I got to the, the, the tell, like I said, it's not looking good. <laughs> but there's something deep inside of me that you know I can never get comfortable, and mm-hmm. I know that about me. So I never get comfortable. If I'm the Lakers, I'm not getting comfortable. Um, I will say this: if I'm the Lakers, I'm putting so much emphasis on the the first quarter, mm-hmm. and here's why. 
when you have a team down and you have an opportunity, whenever that presents itself, you always want to put that team at such a disadvantage where they're going to question whether they want to do the work to come back. If the if I'm the Lakers, I'm playing the first quarter of game two with such a sense of desperation that they would think, I don't even want to do this. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I'm going to come out in the first quarter and I'm going to try to get up 20 points so they can be like, you know, it's not worth me being down mm-hmm. 20 points in the first game, 20 mm-hmm. points in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. I'll just... I'll just lay down. I'll just like hand it over. That's what I would do if I was the Lakers. Now, mm-hmm. if the Lakers come out and finish the game and start the game the way they finished the last game, you know, because I'm sure Coach Spo is going to give them something that mm-hmm. can give them hope. Mm-hmm. And if they get any ounce of hope, anything is possible. Because mm-hmm. injuries could happen, you know. Okay, you saw the injuries happen to Miami last game. What if the what if the script is flipped, you know, in, in the series? So, um, I think LeBron understands that. I would be shocked if he hasn't already come out with something publicly s- saying as much, because it's important for them to finish this if they have an opportunity to finish it. Mm-hmm. And um, they're certainly right now in the driver's seat. Clearly, we all saw the same thing. And uh, if everyone is healthy and everyone plays, I think they have the clear advantage uh, to win this series. And they did uh, in game four against the Nuggets. We we did our show and you basically said the same thing for the Lakers. Like, don't give them any sort of hope because this Nuggets team is already fueled by the, the, the sliver of hope that they've been giving in the previous two series. So if you go into a game four and you're not, you know, pedal to the metal and the Nuggets get up and you're in a position where you're tied in a series, now we have a seven-game series instead of them winning pretty, you know, easily in five games. That was a determined message from LeBron in that game to kind of say, let's win this one, let's get out of here because we don't want to mess around with these guys. So the same sort of mentality goes into a game two against the Miami Heat team. So I'm sure we're going to see them be aggressive early on. Um, from a basketball standpoint, I just want to ask you, BJ, we talked about foul trouble. Uh, with Coach Sir when he was on here. We talked about Bam getting in foul trouble. Dwight has turned into what I tweeted a, a Bill Lambeer of sorts. He's just playing <laughs> physical basketball. He's just going in there right. to bully somebody and he gets Bam out of the game You know, last night. So is, is it is it uh, good for the bigs to see this? I saw Bismack Biombo was tweeting about, you know, this is great for the bigs in the finals to kind of send a message to Vale and Dwight and AD, of course. So did, did that stand out to you from the Lakers with their front line guys? Well, you know, the the one thing that has really stood out for me, especially with this Laker team, is that in order to be a good defensive team, mm-hmm. it requires you to have excellent, you know, front line presence. Mm-hmm. And JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard and Anthony Davis provides on their front line excellent coverage. So mm-hmm. when guys get beat, when guys begin to, you know, add problems for your, you know, whether you're a Jokic, whether you are a Bam or whomever, they have versatile enough defenders to counter that and remain big. That's mm-hmm. the key. You know, you're seven feet, you're seven feet. That's that's your gift. But JaVale McGee defends differently than 
uh, Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard defends differently than than uh, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. Yep. So when you see this type of versatility, I think it does give hope to the bigs. Mm-hmm. But the key is is that I haven't seen one big able to do all <laughs> of the things that's necessary to defend in today's game. Mm-hmm. Because one thing that will chop down the big is speed and quickness in today's game. Now, what does speed and quickness look like in today's game? That's small ball. So everyone's saying now, okay, this guy's big, this guy's physical, but I can still counter that with speed and quickness. Mm-hmm. Well, the Lakers have a nice mix. They really do. I mean, you know, think about this, Tate. You have Bam Adebayo, who's basically a, a, a power forward who plays center. Mm-hmm. But he's a physical player at his size. His substitution is Andre Iguodala. <laughs> or Solomon Hill, as we saw. Yeah, I mean, those are the guys that are playing the five. Okay. Now, the Lakers counter that with Anthony Davis. Mm. Not many people have the versatility to do that one. Mm-hmm. So if he's our, so the only effect that has the only person or rotation has been affected is Bam is probably a, a, a you know when you look at the staff the Lakers the Lakers have determined that uh, uh, Dwight Howard is a better matchup or just matches up his physicality or the way he plays with Dwight Howard. And the only person that's really been affected by this is JaVale McGee because JaVale McGee doesn't get his rotation or vice versa because him and Dwight, they're, they're interchangeable. Mm-hmm. The counter to their small ball or any small ball type of lineup is Anthony Davis. Yeah, that moving to the a, five. Mm-hmm. That's a phenomenal option for this team. There isn't another team that has that option. Mm-hmm. Now, Jokic presents another set of problems. You know, Rudy Gobert was present a problem, but there aren't many teams who can solve all the problems like the Lakers. And then, by the way, they can take their point guard, which is LeBron James right now, and move him to the power forward position. Mm -hmm. So they have a unique set of circumstances that allows them to play and counter, you know, what you've seen Miami do. And I don't know how Miami would do it. Maybe they decide to go big. Maybe Myers Leonard will come into the rotation. I have no idea what they'll do, but it's very interesting to watch the Lakers because the Lakers, you know, Anthony Davis gives them a tremendous amount of flexibility. And by the way, you know, he's probably a better scoring center than he is a power forward. And he's, if not the best scoring power forward in the league, he's what well, he's, he's the second best one right now. So uh, they have a significant advantage and uh, they're playing through it and they're playing you know, to their advantages and give them credit. Quick break to get a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. Week three of football was in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week four. There is no better place to get in on all the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of week four, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the app now because you don't want to miss this offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to turn $1 into $100 when they bet on any team. That's right, you can play a $1 bet on any team, and if that team wins, you cash a cool Benjamin. How could you pass that up? DraftKings, of course, is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your own convenience. 
Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code LASTDANCE when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Pick any team during week four, bet $1 on them, and win $100 if they win. That's $1 to win $100 when you use promo code LASTDANCE during sign-up for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Profit boost terms and conditions and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. We are also brought to you by Raycon, our friends at Raycon. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately, you know, trying to get trying to get my ear to the ground, you know, know what's going on in the space. And you know the best way to listen? Using a pair of premium wireless earbuds, especially if you can get them at less than half the price of the other guys. That's why I recommend wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon's newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, are their best ones yet. With six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, a more compact design, a noise-isolating fit, and Raycon earbuds are stylish and discreet, no dangling wires or stems. The company was co-founded by Ray J and celebrities like, you know the name, Snoop Dogg, Melissa Etheridge, Brandy, J.R. Smith, Mike Tyson, and they are all obsessed with the product. Give them a try. Raycon has a 45-day free return policy, so you can make sure they're the pair of wireless earbuds for you. For a limited time, get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash pushing, P-U-S-H-I-N. That's buyraycon.com slash pushing for a special 15% discount on Raycon wireless earbuds. Buyraycon.com slash pushing. Back to the podcast. Uh, give credit to AD himself because, like you said, that ability to be able to slide to the five and still be a rim protection option for the Lakers and still be able to knock down shots on the outside and be able to play five out offense with him, that helps them across the board. And, you know, I know that LeBron is, you know, already, I, I see the MVP odds. You know, if you keep up with that, they're all LeBron, favoring <laughs> LeBron. But Anthony Davis in that game, I mean, he, he is the unstoppable force for the Lakers. I mean, he, there's an argument to be made that Anthony Davis is the most valuable player in the NBA right now because of how, how he well, is able to move and slide in that defensive slot, two to the five. Yeah, people, people, I, I've been hearing that, and you got to be very careful when you say that. And and, and 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 no disrespect um with anyone who you know look anthony davis you know he's an exceptional exceptional mm-hmm. talent but you can't discredit the the leadership and what lebron james does for the team lebron mm-hmm. james at 35 years of age and it's one thing that i've i've, I've watched him probably more than any other time is that when Rondo was out, I thought there was a chance that someone could beat them. And the reason being is because LeBron James at 35 had to distribute to manage the team. At some point he was going to have to score Mm -hmm. and he was going to have to defend multiple positions. That's a lot to ask of any player. I don't care if you're in your prime or not. But in particular, where he's at. Watching what Rondo has done and LeBron James kind of now he's a free agent. That's hard to counter mm-hmm. because you can't you can't forget about LeBron James. You can't just say, OK, we're going to double team Anthony Davis. Well, that means that LeBron James is playing one on one. Yeah, that's not going to work either. Yeah, that's 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 just you. Can't, you can't say that to me. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me that the other 29 teams are saying our first and second, you know, 
you know, line of defense is just worried about Anthony Davis and we'll figure out the other guys on the weak side. Because that other guy on the weak side is LeBron James. <laughs> and LeBron James allows every other player to play to their strengths. He really does. And yes, Anthony Davis has been terrific. When you play against Anthony Davis, you can't even switch the screens now. Mm-hmm. Why? Because LeBron James, more times than not, is coming off the screen. And if you can't go big to small with him, he cannot be guarded by a small player. Mm-hmm. He can play over the top, which is vertical basketball, which is very unique in this league, right? You know, throwing that guy to alley oop. He can play one on one basketball, isolation basketball on the post. And by the way, he can shoot threes. <laughs> yep. By the way, he can play in transition. Mm-hmm. So LeBron James is still the player that you have to defend first if you're putting together a game plan. If I can slow LeBron James down, I could limit the touches more or less of Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. I can limit his touches. If I can just figure out how to slow, because I could dictate the tempo of the game. That's the unique thing about a big and a small is the bigs are always dependent on the guards. Mm-hmm. The guards, I can, Damian Lillard can score 40 where he plays with <laughs> <laughs> Nurkic, mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. you, or mm-hmm. whomever. Mm-hmm. So, yes, Anthony Davis is playing at a high clip. Yes, Anthony Davis is playing at a very, very high level. But I can guarantee you in every locker room, those coaches are saying, okay, first we got to figure out how to slow this guy, LeBron James, down. Mm-hmm. Because when the, when, when the train gets moving mm-hmm. in, 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 in full court, he's still a load. I mean, yeah, you saw the still, dunk at the end of halftime. He's yeah, still man. a load. I mean, it, it really is. A, I mean, at, at year 17, I'm going, okay, that's pretty darn good. I yeah, mean, is this guy going to slow you, down ever? Yeah, exactly. I mean, take the, yeah, the, 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 the train still in the open court is still a problem. I mean, that, that's pretty good, right? I don't know when this is going to slow down or when it's going to stop. But you know what? To watch him still move around like this, I'm like, okay, uh, that's pretty impressive. And Anthony Davis said it. I mean, he, he was basically like, LeBron James gave me the blueprint, right? We talk about passing the torch all the time in the game of basketball. LeBron James has been able to pass down some of that experience, some of that wisdom that he has gathered, and he's willing to share it with AD. And then he put a great quote today, uh, LeBron did, when they asked him about their relationship, and he said, there's no jealousy there. And I think that's such a important factor to a relationship on a basketball team and just to be two great players, right? Like, So they're not arguing over like what we just had that conversation, like who deserves the most credit for this situation. If Anthony Davis already says, hey, I may put up the 30 and 10 game and I might you know, lead us in all the box scores, but I know that LeBron is the one that is facilitating and getting me in these situations to succeed. So I give him the, t- the nod there. That is a, a right relationship to succeed on a basketball court for the most part. No, no question. No, 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 no question. You know, and and that's key. That, mm-hmm. That's the key. You know, like, every big, a true big, understands the importance of playing with a great guard. Yep. Okay. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played with, you know, I, I've said this to you, I think, before. He played with Oscar Robertson, Magic Johnson. <laughs> Wilt Chamberlain played with some great guards. You know, Jerry West, Gail Goodrich, Shaq. Shaq was so great with the formula that 
he got the team Orlando to draft Penny Hardaway and, <laughs> and Chris Webber stand right there because he understood. Mm-hmm. And then he goes and he plays with the late great Kobe Bryant. Then he goes and plays with Steve Nash. Then he goes and plays with Dwayne Wade. Yep. Then he goes to Cleveland and plays with LeBron. He <laughs> understood the formula. There's a formula here. Mm-hmm. Yes, Anthony Davis is a great talent. Great talent. But it's no coincidence that he's winning now playing with a great guard. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a fact. Yep. That's just that's just the way this game is. And if Le, if Dwight Howard, uh, not sorry, if Anthony Davis and and LeBron James could play with each other for another two or three years, it is possible that they could be in the hunt again in the next two or three years. Mm-hmm. To win a championship mm-hmm. just because of those two alone those two together that's a problem and then you started putting pieces around them in today's game they have a chance i'm not saying they will win it but i'm saying they will be in the hunt and i think lebron james understands that i think anthony davis understands that and every guard who can shoot would understand what their role would be to contribute to that. Mm. (laughs) And there isn't a coach in the NBA who wouldn't want to coach that. Yep. So if they can get that understanding, got a chance. You Mm -hmm. know, every time I hear Shaq talk about what could have been in L.A., I mean, that was perhaps one of the greatest or best one-two punches in the history of the game. Mm-hmm. when those two were together mm-hmm. talking about Shaquille O'Neal and the late Kobe Bryant when you kind of combination like that that was that I mean it's they special. won three to, they won three in a row like they steamrolled it mm-hmm. what could have been now if you don't let the ego get in the way those two if you told me they weren't playing together for the next three years I could see them winning two out of three mm-hmm Maybe three out of three if the ball falls right or the chips fall right, you know? That that's 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 something special. And you can't deny that because they're both, I'll say it again, take they're both top five players in the NBA. Mm-hmm. There isn't another team in the league that has two top five players yep. in the NBA. We got two top tens, you know, sparsed around the league. There's a lot of teams right. that could make that argument, but two top five, legitimate top five, like you said, two where the game where the game plan is LeBron, and then there's a separate game plan for AD. And, hey, but but, but yeah. think about this. Think about this. Not only are they top five players, this is what, in my eye, gives them the clear advantage. They're top five players at a minimum of two positions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey, listen to what I'm saying. Point guard, power forward, and power forward and center for AD. Yeah. They're top five players at two positions. Mm. That's four players. Mm-hmm. LeBron James is a top five point guard. That's why it always feels like there's one other guy that steps up when they win, right? Because it's really just the fifth position. It's really yeah. the, the, they take LeBron up four James spots. LeBron James is a top five point guard and a top five small forward. Yep. And by the way, he might be a top five power forward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anthony Davis, without question, is a top five power forward and a top five center in the NBA. That's what, so their versatility is what gives them a clear advantage. They're top five players at two positions. Mm. Two positions. LeBron James might have been arguably a top two player at the point guard position this year. Yep. 
He led the what he he led the league, league he led the league in assists this year, yep, right? He did. Mm-hmm. So that to me is worth exploring for the next three to four years alone. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if LeBron James isn't a top five point guard, he's still a top five three. And by the way, he could go and say, I'll, I'll just be a four now as he starts to, whenever he starts slowing down. I don't know when he's going to slow down, but whenever he starts slowing down. So mm-hmm. this is a unique opportunity because Anthony Davis is a top five <laughs> center when he wants to be. Yeah, and the only reason he's not a starting center is because he doesn't want. He says it all the time. I don't. I don't want to do that mm-hmm. during the regular season. I'll yeah. do it in the playoffs. I don't want to battle bigs every single night. I don't want to go against Rudy Gobert and, right. and Clint Capella and Hassan Whiteside. And what a and great Nurkic luxury! And Jokic, yeah, what a great luxury. Yeah, you know, and I'll and I'll play with guys like Javale McGee and Dwight Howard all year, and then. Yeah. When it's time for me to slide over there and play, uh, okay, I'll, I'll get I'll prime time. It. It's kind. Of, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what a luxury! You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's that's what you're seeing, and that's what you're facing. So, um, that's what makes them really uh, a special group right now. And I think we could wrap it up there, BJ. I mean, those two guys, like you said, those are utility greats and uh, utility players. We are in October. We're talking baseball. We're going to hear a lot about utility players. They're going to funnel in and out of rosters on the diamond. But to to put it in a basketball perspective, those two guys can play great at two positions. And I think that's a real, real good point. And we're going to get ready for game two. We're going to come back and cover what we see there. Maybe we have a little bit of hope for the heat. Uh, We appreciate everyone listening to Pushing Through, and we'll be back on Tuesday. Well, let's – Let's see what Coach Spo comes Cooks out of up. his bag. Yeah, he he got to cook something up right yeah. now. You know he got to do a little bit of this. He got to do a little <laughs> bit of that. And then he's gonna look at the he's gonna look at the red and go, "Well, I need a little bit more of this." Yeah, we gotta. And yeah. I need a little bit of that. And he's gonna need a whole lot of something that he didn't even know he had to put in there. And then mix this up because I'm telling you right now. It's not looking good. It's man. not looking good. I, I think we're at the good. point where Pat Riley's about to put on a uniform and go down hey, and start hey, guarding hey, somebody. Hey, hey, hey. Can I say this? <laughs> yeah. The heat is on. <laughs> and the heat is on right now. The they got to figure on. it out. But uh, let's hope that uh, Coach Spo and, and company, they uh, they they get to cook it in the kitchen because they, they need some help. Well, Tim Hardaway said heat and six. It's not dead yet. So uh, we're, we're not, finger, fingers crossed that heat and six is still, we're still holding out hope. So uh, there you have it. We'll be back on Tuesday. Thanks for listening. <laughs>